Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. It's July 12th, 2022. I'm Trey Crowder, and that's Mark Agee. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? Just ran in from work. I was uh, We're shooting outside all day today, so I'm uh, sitting here with my pants off. Nobody can see. It's uh, living that's the dream. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody notice we got any, like, uh, you know, clock watchers out there? We started a couple minutes late because Mark was texting us fervently. I'm, I'm almost there. I'm in traffic. I'm parking. I'm coming upstairs. So we thought we could, you know, stretch until he arrived because, you know, it's just not the same show without you. And look, here we both are. We made it. We're back, dude. We did well, it. How's uh, it going otherwise? Pretty good, man. It was a pretty hectic day. I prepped the show, but I almost I kind of forgot what it's about. So I'm going to enjoy lear- uh, learning along with uh, everybody else. Uh, <laughs> this this story out of Texas made me laugh. This woman got pulled over for driving uh, alone in the HOV lane, but she's mm-hmm. pregnant. So uh, she was like, "Do you watch the news, motherfucker?" Right. <laughs> this is a person, yeah. right? And so this is a person you know, right here. There's a woman named Brand- Brandy Batone. If I'm saying her name wrong, I apologize. B-O-T-T-O-N-E. Um, she, she's talking, here's her co- recounting the conversation with the cop. He said, is there anyone else in the car? And I, looking around, said, yes, there is. And he said, well, where? I pointed to my stomach, and I was like, right here. Mm-hmm. He said, well, it's two bodies outside of the body, so that doesn't count. And I was in <laughs> shock. And I was like, well, in light of everything that's happened, I'm not trying to make a huge political stance here, but do you understand this is a baby? And <laughs> the cop was like, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, really hit for me. And yeah, and they don't want to deal with anything if they can help it, you know, but uh, yeah, we'll talk more yeah, about that in a minute, but yeah, that whole thing so, of like, you know, it's a person, you know, it's like you know, fetuses, they're people. And it's like, well, not like that though. Like the, the yeah. classic, like do what we say, but not like that though, like is a, a running theme with their policies. They, they count for purposes of, sending you to jail but they do not count as people for purposes of helping you drive to jail faster i think is the way we look at this <laughs> but uh so the other cop was like yeah if you fight this most, most likely get dropped probably because nobody likes to deal with deal with an angry white woman who's got who's on one and she said but they still gave me a ticket so my 215 dollars ticket was written to cause inconvenience right you nailed it absolutely <laughs> yeah and also, yeah. I assume there's some kind of quota involved or something, because it's like the cop is just acknowledging. He's like, listen, you could totally just get this wiped out. It probably won't be a problem. But, you know, we're still going to give it to you. Like, I'm acknowledging yeah. that it's not entirely legitimate uh, mm-hmm. if you if you just but, you know, we're going to make you a very pregnant woman put aside part multiple parts of multiple days to go to court mm-hmm. and just make that happen. Uh and yeah. you know, be on your way. And I do want to quote this one a little further because she says, "If we're talking about a fetus being a person, there's a lot of other rights that attach to being a person that will be litigated in the courts, such as does my fetus qualify for a tax deduction? Does my fetus qualify for citizenship? Does my fetus qualify for child support? These are all issues that are going to be raised and probably litigated in the courts." And to that, I want to say, yeah, it seems like there are a lot of unintended consequences to this dumbass fucking decision. Maybe this woman should be on the Supreme Court. Uh, she can go to a fancy law school, but she exists in the real world. Well, we have right. to deal with shit, and unlike any of these motherfuckers who decide yeah. this stuff, yeah, it's uh, funny that they're they're just like, oh yeah, you know, no way this will spiral out of control in any unforeseen you know possibilities right. at this point. Like this is the type of thing that just you know you alter it, undo fifty years of uh, reproductive rights, and then it's just smooth sailing after that. Everybody just go with it, not question us at all, and it'll be fine. This is a good example. We talked on the show before about. Uh, the phenomenon of malicious compliance, 
You remember us uh-huh. talking about that? Where it's yeah. like, you know, you, uh, complying with a sort of regulation you don't agree with in a malicious fashion. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a, a kind of version of that. The other one was that dude who in Florida, that teacher who was trying to get the Bible removed from uh, school libraries because it's, you know, so graphic. In, yeah, yeah, it's very graphic in nature. And I just, uh, I'm a big fan of all types yeah. of that shit. Love malicious so compliance. What- so much begatten in the Bible. Oh, this guy begat that guy. That guy begat this lady. Um, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of uh, cops not wanting to do stuff if it, uh, if they don't feel like it, uh, Texas uh, uh, a newspaper got a hold of uh, some some more footage inside the Uvalde school to, uh, today, uh, and basically just watched the cops fuck around for an hour and a half. Um, the yeah, that's. That's a picture of a cop getting hand sanitizer. So while kids are getting shot in the school, this guy's like, well, you know, COVID's still around. So I ought to like, right. <laughs> get to safety first, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I want to be irresponsible. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a, a whole more scenes of a uh, man in a blue rubber gloves and a black shirt, khaki pants, and a black baseball cap with a stethoscope around his neck. So he's a medic, I guess, arrives and talks to officers. Other paramedics arrive with supplies. Two officers in camouflage fist bump each other. That happened a full 45 minutes before they went in the room. And so this one, this cop, while he's checking his phone, um, they caught his phone. He's just sitting there reading Twitter or texting his text message or whatever. Uh, his phone has the Punisher logo on it. Uh, while he's standing there, you know, not doing any punishing. I know. When it's like, punishing. you know, there's somebody yeah. in there that kind of needs punishing right now. Yeah, uh, uh, Punisher lover Drew, uh, our buddy Drew Morgan had, had a bit about like explaining stuff to kids or whatever, and he he there's a whole little runner in there where he talks about uh, mm-hmm. cops loving the Punisher and how stupid yeah. and ironic that is, you know? Because he's like, I'm not pretty sure the Punisher wasn't too into cops, you know what I mean? He's a fucking murder homicidal vigilante. Uh, it's an odd thing for cops to be super into. It's sort of like. Um, uh, you know, all these hardcore conservatives who are real pissed off right now about Rage Against the Machines reunion tour yeah. because of yeah. how political they're being. Rage Against the Machines yeah. back on tour now, and they've been doing a lot of political stuff, Rage Against the Machine, <laughs> and a lot of conservatives online are really upset about it. They're like, why are they why are they like like raging <laughs> against yeah. the machinations of our government. This is, I just wanted to rock out to songs that are completely apolitical and always have been, you know, this is just weightlifting music. I don't know why they got to get political with it. And I saw a tweet that was like, what, what machine do you think they were raging against the fucking dishwasher? You know, like it's wild. Yeah. yeah some people complain a lot about it. They just thought, they thought, uh, you know, killing in the name of, which killing in the name of is in the psalm because it's about police or it's about killing people killing in your who the, these are the people who are killing in your name, and then pay no attention to the title, pay no attention to the other lyrics. The only part that hits for them is the "fuck you," I won't do what you tell me, right. which is in their minds is aimed at you know Dr. Fauci and their mm-hmm. moms. Um, right. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people like, tell oh, them not to say slurs anymore. You know, people yeah. tell, you can't say gay anymore and stuff like "fuck you." I won't do what you tell me. That's how they interpret that. Never mind yeah. the whole. Some of those who work forces are the same that burn crosses. Like they just skip mm-hmm. right over that part. Yeah, the yeah. song has like six six lyrics total on the end. Ever hear them? Um, but the, so <laughs> the thing about the Punisher, anybody that's read the comics, is the kind of person that the Punisher would murder is hypothetically a lazy, uh, fat, uh, pensioned cop 
who sits around outside while people are being killed. That's the kind of person the Punisher would would do. It will be a whole issue about him killing all these cops. So I'm not advocating that. I want to be very clear here. No, Punisher, if you're listening, and we know you are, yes. the Punisher, we're not <laughs> stand back not, and stand down. <laughs> yeah, right. We're not not advocating you do that. Just uh, yeah. opining on your philosophy as we see it. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. So another caveat: Mark barely made it, but he's here. Also, producer Matt is here. But here's the deal: if you watched last week, you know that he was among the Vikings in Norway. Well, you know. Classic socialist country. They got a labor strike going on over there. People right. fighting for their rights and stuff. That's annoying. No, it's in the airlines, which has fucked up uh, producer Matt's travel schedule. So he's still in Norway where it's 3 a.m. And I assume the sun's still out, you know, because that's how they work. You know, I don't know how Norway works. But anyway, he's on the other side of the planet in the middle of the night right now doing his best to be on the ones and twos and pull his producer duties. So we thank him it for does. that. It does hit for me that Matt's like stuck in Norway for it. He's, he's supposed to fly back on Monday, right? So last four or five days ago, no, it was in Africa. It doesn't matter. He's supposed to have flown back and he's stuck in Norway because of a labor action. He would absolutely support. He's for like, sure. Burn it all down, motherfuckers. But can you wait till I left? Yeah, till I get out of here. <laughs> right. The same thing happened to me and Corey in the UK. There was a, a looming uh, train worker strike. And me and Corey were like, you know, hey, fight the power and all that. But, like, we got a lot of train rides on this itinerary, man. Like, you know, if we just sort of hold that mm-hmm. off for three weeks, which uh, they did. And we thank them for that. Thank you, train workers yeah. of the United Kingdom. Uh, anyway, producer Matt is with us from Norway doing the thing. This is Weekly Skews. I want to remind you, of course, the requisite two items. First, if you want to see me perform live, you can go to TreyCrowder.com. Get your tickets now. I'm on a solo stand-up tour doing a full hour, all new material, having a lot of fun with it. Thanks to anybody that's come out so far. The shows have been great. I'll be in Jersey and New Hampshire this weekend. A lot of fun places after that. I hope you'll come and see me. If you'd like to, go to TreyCrowder.com and get your tickets. Number two, if you like this humble program and would like to show your support, you can do so by signing up on Patreon. $5 a month gets you access to full-length bonus episodes like the one we did last week on the rise of violent extremism in this country. Uh, Fun-filled topic, to be fair, but y'all know how we do. We bring the levity either way. We've got plenty more in store. We're having a good time. We hope you'll consider it. If you would consider it, go to weeklyskews.com slash more. Or go to Patreon and look me up. Either way, sign up on there. Get some more skews in your life. Okay. As for the show tonight, what else? The most recent episode of the hot new true crime political thriller known as the January 6th Committee Hearings. This one, like all the ones before, quite a doozy. Bombs dropped aplenty. We'll get through all of them in due time. But first, let's laugh at some dumb stuff, shall we? Beginning with the Daily Dumbass. Matt Graff. Tonight's DD, this lady's grandkids for not coming to Meemaw's house fully strapped. That's right. Let's hear this clip. Wild. I have five grandchildren. I would do anything, anything to protect my five grandchildren, including as a last resort, shooting them if I had to to protect the lives of my grandchildren. <laughs> Maybe it's me, uh, 
I'm not really tracking the logic there. She's going to protect the lives of her grandchildren by shooting them. It's also like, does she think that grandkids are like horses or something? If she's like, yeah, you know, one of them falls out of a tree and breaks its leg. What are you going to do? You know, you got to shoot it. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Right. Do, um, gonna, do you know the context of this? Cause I don't, uh, cause I thought it was funnier without, but like, <laughs> I like to imagine the things she might be talking about. Like if this is some more like critical race theory, what are they teaching our kids in schools type stuff? You know what I mean? It's like, you're not going to indoctrinate my children with this graphic, my grandchildren with this graphic filth. I will not stand for it. I'll shoot them right now if I have to, okay? I'll gladly shoot them before I let the liberals uh, poison their minds or whatever. It, no matter what it is, pretty wild shit. That would be funnier, but I assume she's just debating people meant to say shooting to protect them. Uh, it's Debbie Lesko of Arizona. I don't know if she has any murder. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know if she has any bodies on her. You know what's so fun? I'm not kidding. These people are so consistently crazy that it genuinely did not occur to me that maybe she just meant to say something else. Like yeah. I didn't, I did not question for a second that she intended to say, I'll shoot them right now. If that's what it takes. Like I just assumed I totally bought it. No questions asked, but yeah, I'm sure you're right. Shooting someone else, I guess, I, you know, I'll shoot somebody to protect my grandkids is what she was trying to say. Yeah. I'm assuming I, I, I okay. didn't think to Google because I, I was so confident that's what she did. Uh, yeah, you're probably yeah. right. She, yeah. So anyway, the, it is revelatory though, because, there's a very specific American disease that always like drives me insane, which is the inability to even ma imagine a better world. Like, it's just like right. America's the best. Therefore the way we do it is the best. Therefore can't be right. improved upon. And so she can't even imagine a scenario at a, living in a country where her grandchildren aren't under threat of being murdered. And she wouldn't have to shoot somebody to stop that from happening. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like that is even, that's not even like, like it's, it's like math. That's silly. That's that can't, that can't like, Norway, where Matt is, that's a made-up place, right? That doesn't exist. Like, uh, right. Shinzo, Shinzo, Shinzo Abe, and I'm saying his name wrong, I, I apologize, I've never seen it pronounced, but the former Japanese prime minister just got uh, killed a couple days ago. Conservatives were all like, um, like, well, Japan, Japan has strict gun control laws, and that guy got shot. It was like, yeah, but he's like the first or second guy to get shot in the entire nation of Japan all fucking year, a country of 125 million people. And uh, the guy who did it had to build his own gun to do it. Now, <laughs> obviously, right. they're going to be rent. They're going. To, you can't stop all bad things from happening. No one's saying you're going to like make a wish and stop all evil. But right. But we could at least try, right? And yes. on that it, direct, yeah. on that exact note, let's do our first honorable mention for daily dumbass, and it is China. Like for thinking we wouldn't notice them lassoing all our clouds up like that. This is Herschel Walker at a campaign event in Georgia. Dad, you got rid of the pipeline. Get rid of the pipeline. Get rid of our energy. Start this downfall. Because we energy for everything. Y'all know that? And they were talking about the Green New Deal. You know, I just realized how much he sounds like Charles Barkley. No, I, I mean, help y'all with that real quickly. <laughs> And I'm going to do it in the right sphere way so you can understand what I'm saying. <laughs> we, in America, have some of the cleanest air and cleanest water of anybody in the world. That's so true. what That's we true. do is we got to put from the Green New Deal millions or billions of dollars cleaning our good air up. 
So all of a sudden, China and India ain't putting nothing in their cleaning that situation up. So with all that bad air is still there. But since we don't control the air, our good air decided to float over to China, bad air. <laughs> so when China gets our good air, their bad air got to move. Yeah. So it moves over to our good air space. And now we got to clean that I can't up. have that. Yeah, so a couple, like a couple of things about this. It's funny to me. I, li I like the way he sort of prefaces this by kind of saying he kind of says, like, listen, I'm going to say this in a real dumbass type of way because uh, we're in Georgia and y'all know right. how dumb we be down here. So since yeah. we're all dumbasses. I'm explaining in a dumbass fashion for everybody's benefit. Like uh -huh. I find that funny. And then also we were texting about this and this is what I meant. We were just like, like, Oh, because other bad things might happen. We shouldn't try to make anything any better or whatever. It's uh -huh. like the idea that if you just want to say like, it's really discouraging the thought that we would put all this effort into like cleaning up our emissions and clean up our air and water and fighting pollution and whatnot. When other countries like India and China do not do that and we share the planet with them. And I don't like that. You know, it's like that is a fair thing to say, but to a say it in this profoundly dumbass fashion and B use it to imply that that then means that we shouldn't, try to do anything uh -huh. good is fucking insane and it's a good example of what you're talking about they won't even attempt to imagine a better world or a better possibility yeah and it also doesn't give china and india enough credit now they, they obviously all their governments have their problems but they they are very big countries with huge populations to recognize that because they are very hot countries especially india climate change is gonna be catastrophic for them so they are trying but also like conservatives have this like uh, you know, habit of pretending the world started at like 11 a.m. this morning, right? <laughs> and so the rest of the world, America does look like hypocrites We're, when we say stuff like we all have to clean up our air equally because we produce a ton of the world's pollution. Like I think we use, we have 3% of the world's population, use like 25% of the world's energy, right? So we say that we all have to cut back. The rest of the world has, hears America say, well, they already got rich off extracting a bunch of natural resources. They built their economy through extractive means. They they sort of uh, did their pseudo colonialism around the world. And now they want to pull the ladder up behind them. But we have, we have yet to even industrialize our economies fully. We don't like a lot of, to most people in India don't even have air conditioning. They don't, a lot of people don't have electricity. And so like, but like the thing is, remember Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility. Right. See, but a conservative brain goes, we have great power. No one can hold us responsible. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> correct. With great so, power anyway, comes the ability to do whatever the fuck you want because who's going to stop you? It's right. Like Spider-Man so, versus – actually, that was in The Boys this season, that exact thing. Yeah. He was talking about Homelander, and he's like, with great power comes uh, the, the ability to be a truly massive cunt or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I butchered Butcher's quote, but yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> anyway, it's okay. Good Australian accent. Yeah, but, uh, but the, the – yeah. So anyway – with it, so what happens, but also what happens when people push up these clown candidates is they have a staff who kind of knows what they're talking about and they give them a talking point and then it plugs in their stupid brain and rattles around. It, it like with the point that like it, it doesn't make much difference for, for America, a country of 300 million people, to cut back in a ton of ways. 
when China and India, a population of like total, like over 2 billion people aren't going to do much, it's not going to make much dent in the world. And it's like, so that is a fair point. It's still stupid because you're not saving the world here. Cutting right. back even a half, a tenth or a half a degree is going to save millions of lives. And uh, he's like, well, we shouldn't try if it's hard or, you right. know. Only to work on the margins, but in him, it's it's like a young, it's like, uh, like my sons, it's like elementary school age sibling logic where it's like, Mm -hmm. well, he ain't got to do it. If he ain't, why I got to do it? And it's like, you know, cause Mm -hmm. it's your homework. You know, we're talking about your grades. He ain't in your class or whatever. It's like, well, it's not fair. His teacher didn't give him homework. So why should I have to do homework? You know, it's that, but. The, you know, mm-hmm. the people running half of our country or yeah. attempting to, or just running the whole thing. His, um, his cookie's bigger, but did you get a cookie though? You got a cookie though, right? Yeah. Cookies are good. Uh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so by the time I, but that talking, that, that half sensible talking point that's still, uh, uh, you know, uh, psychopathic filters out of his mouth. It comes out as the Chinese are stealing clouds. Right. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. All right, our next honorable mention is Mr. Gree D. A-Hole for being unavailable for this big new government job. That's right, put up the screen grab when you have it, man, in case you guys missed it. Joe Biden named a new anti-corruption czar, and it's a man by the name of, I shit you not, Rich Nephew. Yes. (laughs) Simulation, dude. Simulation is just fucking with us at this point. Come on. It was just pure, uh, you know, unfiltered stupidity for us to enjoy. But it's just based right. on this guy's name because he is qualified and seems like a decent dude. But go by right. Richard, buddy, or Dick, 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 Dick be Dick yeah. nephew. You know, <laughs> Dick. That's a good rap name, honestly. Dick nephew. Uh, yeah, he sounds like like <laughs> fucking commenters on the NBA subreddit or something like that. Yeah, you know, exactly. The, the Dick nephews. Uh, but yeah, no, he does. He does seem. He's like he has been cool and self-aware, but he laughed it off. He thinks it's funny. Like, and like you said, he is qualified. So not shitting on the dude at all. It's just a, it's just a funny headline and it just seems appropriate yeah. for <laughs> the world in which we live. Well, um, while we're on the subject of, of, of government family corruption, uh, yeah. we, we'll do a Hunter Biden update because there's a couple sure. bunch of weird bullshit floating around about him. So somebody hacked his iCloud or uh, got, got some new videos on his old, one of the old stolen laptops or something. It's just a bunch of videos of him doing Hunter Biden stuff, which is, you know, doing drugs and having sex with prostitutes. All the stuff that you do when you're a rich fail son. Um, and so... <laughs> But the, the one of the one of the things they're trying to dunk on him for is like uh, is a video of him going down a water slide naked, which honestly that just fucking hits. Good for him. Uh, and there were texts from him talking about how Joe, Joe Biden was in possession of five guns in 2019, despite campaigning on gun control. Uh, the right wing media is treating that as some sort of dunk. You can you can own guns and be in favor of gun control. It's those aren't unsensible or hypocritical positions. Most I mean, I d- I I do. I'm I'm that, and I'm and I've yes. openly admitted it. I've never my th- I've I've never purchased a gun, but I own like a good number of guns because I inherited my grandfather's arsenal. But still, so yeah. like you know, I own guns and I'm super in favor of gun control, and I don't feel even a little bit weird about that. There's a lot of like liberal gun owners out there, you know. Just it doesn't mean you can't say that we could still try to do something to make it a little harder for people to yeah. murder a bunch of their fellow citizens with high powered assault rifles. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm the same way. I've, I've handed down guns in my mom's house. Uh, I don't have any in my apartment um, because I am ambivalent. My wife's super anti 
And that's how those conflicts are resolved. What yeah. I don't care if she cares a lot, if she gets what she wants, then we're both happy. Um, but like, the, again, talking about people, gun owners being in favor of gun control, the NRA was in favor of gun control until the 80s because responsible gun owners should be in favor of right. trying to eliminate irresponsible gun owners because they're a danger to everyone, right? right? Ronald Reagan signed gun control laws in California. That's mostly because of racist because of racism, because the Black Panthers walked around Oakland with, yep. with AK-47. But, hey, but the, anyway, that, that's so stupid about hypocrisy. There's also like a, like a weird thing floating around right, uh, right-wing uh, media about... So Biden tapped the strategic oil reserves to try to get gas prices down because Americans get madder about gas prices than literally anything in the Anything world. else. Uh, and so what happens when you dump oil onto the free market is the highest bidder gets it, right? But you still bring down the price because of supply and demand. That's how, that's how it works. That's how a market economy works. Um, a Chinese firm bought a bunch of it. it. Happens to be a Chinese firm that Hunter Biden uh, used to have some sort of deal with years ago. So how that's getting filtered into is Joe Biden committed treason by selling the strategic oil and reserve to China to benefit Hunter Biden. And it's like, you do you guys... You guys don't like the free market, huh? I mean, I don't, but you guys, <laughs> you guys, yeah. love it. It, it, it. So anyway, I just seem like, look, yeah, it seems like Hunter Biden is something of a fuck up and a fail son, like you said, but like he's not in a role like Ivanka was. And I'm not trying to be what about is me. I'm just saying like he doesn't, what's he do? He's not in the White House. He's not in the administration. He's not like doing shit. So you know, I don't know. He like he's a little more hardcore than like Billy Carter was. You know what I mean? But there's been like presidential fucking you know drunk ass wild fuck up family members before. Yeah, and it's just Bill I just don't. Pardon his brother. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's like it's one of those things. It's like I, you know the things that they have to get so incensed about. You know what I mean? Or like. They just pale in comparison to the things that we are incensed about, you know, fucking mm. mass shootings, outrageous health care, fucking the world dying, literal treason versus, you know, the president's son is a fuck up and they're teaching kids about slavery and it makes them feel bad. And Mr. Potato Head ain't got a dick anymore or whatever. Like, and it's just wild to me that how they don't, they can't, they have no self-awareness about that whatsoever, but of course they don't. Yeah, um, they're gonna we're gonna have a civil war in this country, Trey, because people read about a person on the internet who prefers to go by they instead of she. So we gotta right. like get the guns. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry. No, I was just gonna say a little uh, peek behind the curtain here, a little bit of shop talk. I say we show this Alex Jones video because it's funny and I like it, and then mm -hmm. like just sort of briefly mention the, the Georgia tablets before moving on to Lauren Boebert and getting to the because I do want to show I do want to talk about Lauren Boebert too. All right. Okay. Cool. So with that said, our next honorable mention is Georgia's version of the Joker for not running his mission plan past Alex Jones first. Let's Whoever did Alex this, I would tell you, I understand why you did it. You're probably watching right now, but I would encourage you to stop and to not do anything further. We're very blessed you didn't hurt anybody. Voice. You obviously chose a time to do it where you wouldn't hurt people. And I respect those. you, and I understand yeah. you. But I also ask you to stand down, and as Trump said, stand by. Pause that, Matt, if you can. 
Matt, if you can go uh, back yeah, to that so last part and leave that up, leave it paused. Yeah, because I fucking love this headline on Alex Jones's website. But it, but first, so for context, on our last Patreon episode, we talked in, in more detail about the fact that these Georgia Guidestone tablets were blown up by a lunatic. They were also built by a lunatic. But if you uh, want to hear us talk more about that, you know, sign up on Patreon, get that last episode. But really, I'm just trying to cut for time here. Those Guidestones were wild. They got blown up. Alex Jones says to the guy, hey, I know you're watching right now. And I feel like the thing is, he probably is, you know, and Alex Jones is telling him, I love it. Love your shit. Love what you did. Uh, but, you know, don't explode any more stuff. And uh, on the website here where this came up, just read this headline from InfoWars. Watch live. Georgia Guidestones bombed. Texas declares invasion. Netherlands bans cows and July 4th shooter is Antifa. It's just like just a bingo card of fucking batshit right. lunacy, a comical batshit lunacy. I mean, so, Netherlands bans cows. He's I got a, so a few years ago, I was working on a script about conspiracy theorists. Cause you know, they hit for me and I'm weird. And uh, so I was reading Infowars every day just to get a feel for uh, what they're talking about. And the thing is, Obviously, there's like a bunch of lunacy mixed in there. They'll take real things and frame them as stupid. But like so much of the stuff there, it catches traction because it is based in reality. Right. And the Netherlands yeah. bans cows thing is sort of true if you squint and headbutt a, like, a, like a center block for like three or four minutes. What happened was it, to, to cut back on pollution and river water poisoning and fight global warming, Netherlands has tried to restrict the use of nitrogen and fertilizer, to which... I'm, I'm glad to know the Netherlands has lunatics like this too, but the lunatic, the, 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 the kind of lunatics who would have stormed the capital and I don't know where the capital of the Netherlands is, uh, 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 Amsterdam. Amsterdam. So yeah. they, they, um, they, they're a bunch of Dutch farmers marched to the capital with their cows and were basically like, I won't be able to feed this cow. So I'm just going to murder this cow on the streets of the capital. If you don't let me keep using nitrogen fertilizer. So yeah, yeah, so they're, like, they're standing there with like, I assume they don't have guns. They got like a big knife or something to this cow's throat on the steps of their version of Congress. Like change the law or the cow gets it. I swear to God. I swear to God, a, I'll do it. Try me right now. Giant wooden, giant wooden shoe. They're going to club the cow. To hit the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Heard them coming from a mile away because of the clogging of the wooden shoes down the cobblestone roads or whatever the hell. Yeah. They're all stoned. There's prostitutes standing around. That's the summation of what I know about the Netherlands. Um, <laughs> so, all right. One more quick honorable mention, then we'll get into the January 6th hearing. We got Lauren Bobert for going full woke and putting her pronouns in her actual name here. This is a clip from uh, Fox News, I think, right? And it's just Yeah, it's just let's, a fun let's watch little... the clip, and then I'll give you, then I'll give you the context, because its context is hilarious, too. All right, go ahead. It's a fun little piece of uh, instant karma, which who can't enjoy that? Um, if, did we lose Matt? I don't know. Um, there we go. Matt's alive. Well, stumbling, fumbling, and mumbling through a teleprompter speech really does call into question not only his mental acuity, but his competency. Uh, we'll leave that for another time. Congressman Woman Bobert, thank you so much. For <laughs> well, 
He's like, what kind of dumbass can't read a simple teleprompter script? Come on. Anyway, I got Congressman Lauren Bubart. Like, it's just. uh, He said, he said, woman Bobert. Woman Bobert. (laughs) Woman Bobert. Oh my God! So, so the context of this is Biden gave a speech a couple of days ago where he was right. really, uh, he was talking about he's talking about abortion, and he said some of the line I might be I'm not going to the exact line right, but they said the dynamic when it was something like women are going to be harmed by this. Repeat the line: women are going to be harmed by this. And the right wing crazies went nuts because they think that he like there was a like a parenthetical stage yeah. direction in the teleprompter, and he just said repeat the line. Now, right. no one else needs to know this. That's not how teleprompters work. There are parents, but the the whole point of teleprompter, which holds maybe 10, 15 words total, is you don't have to remember what to fucking say. So you would not put repeat the line and then not repeat the line in a teleprompter. Otherwise, that would be very confusing for everyone involved, including the person reading it and the person plugging the teleprompter copy and the teleprompter operator trying to turn it at the right speed where you're reading it. So and the thing is, all these people who are spinning this read teleprompters for a living so they mm-hmm. fucking know this shit. So anyway, fuck them all. They're not, they're not just stupid or liars. Um, yeah, there's a pretty great clip of Kevin Sorbo, who's a noted uh, Christian right wing lunatic now when he was on Hercules back in the day. Yeah. There's a, there's like a blooper reel footage of him uh, cl- clearly reading stage direction because he says something that's upsetting to the character. And he then says, he goes, frustrated. I thought oh, it was disappointed. Yeah. yeah disappointed yes. you know yeah. which he was supposed to say the line in a disappointed fashion but he just said disappointed so yeah, yeah. anyway that's good that's, lauren bobert yeah yeah lauren bobert yeah that, she's not done being dumb never is some other stuff going on she uh she argued she's been arguing that her husband was the real victim of the infamous bowling alley bowling alley dick showing incident that we've all heard about. Uh, according to her, he was simply at the bar at the bowling alley trying to impress Bobert's stepfather, just man to man, being man doing man mm-hmm. stuff. And some floozy bartender wouldn't stop flirting with her her would-be husband and heard that he had a tattoo on his dick and demanded, demanded that he show it to her. He, being a gentleman, refused repeatedly, but this woman, this loose woman, could not be deterred. And she insisted repeatedly, please show me your dick tattoo. And so finally, Mr. Bobert had no other recourse but to attempt to acquiesce but according to her, he went to pull his dick out at the bowling alley, as you do, and was stopped before actually exposing anyone. But that's not the real point. The real point is it was this fucking slutty-ass bartender who is actually mm-hmm. to be blamed. I'm not making any of that up. That's what she said happened. It's funny. Too. I like. Yeah. I wonder if like if she actually believes that. Like her husband told – like he comes home and he's like, maybe they were just like – they made me show them my dick. You know how you know how they are. You know how everybody's always begging to see my dick, and they're like, and she's like, I, yeah, I can totally see that. Who wouldn't want to see his dick? He's like, I had yeah. no choice. They made me do yeah. it. Yeah, I was reading a story earlier about this woman uh, caught her husband on the ring camera talking about the next next door neighbor saying uh, when he saw her bending over, one really wanted to you know throw it in her. And so the wife's response to this was to go next door and ask her neighbor to stop bending over in the yard. <laughs> So, that, so that feels like both. So there are women that that are like Bobert. You know what I'm saying? The husband can't be blamed yeah. for it. Like, but it, the funny part was I mean, she said, she said, the buddy, my mama was one of them. Yeah, 
the, the bartender, the Bobert writes in her book that the bartender only asked to see his dick because, quote, she could tell he was a catch. And right. I was like, <laughs> but like, the it's... idea that a woman would ask to see a right. man's dick and the man would refuse to show it is very believable if you've never met anyone who's a woman or a man. And I'll right. just leave it at that. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, you know, we're running long. We're having a good time. Let's talk finally about the uh, the big January 6th hearing today. Big part of it, getting to hear directly from the uh, Looney Tunes finally, some of the nuts who are involved. For example, this rioter showed up and testified and then tried to make some amends. Stephen Ayers, his name is was embracing the Capitol Police officers who defended the Capitol from the mob that he actively participated in. Just trying to hug it out, Mark. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does seem to feel remorse tonight, so that's good. Uh, I don't know how you get in that place in the first place, but, you know, we all make mistakes, including, you know, storming the Capitol, trying to overthrow the government. Um, so, but he said, this guy's name is Ayers. He said so he was hugging cops on his way out and apologizing, and Fanone, who, you know, was one of the cops, has been the face of the, the Capitol Police, Told us they responded to errors by saying no apology necessary, but then he added, it doesn't really do shit for me. I hope it does something for him. That feels like how I'd feel about it, too. Um, this is a so today's hearing was like so all of the hearings have been leading up to this one. This is a fairly big win because it's like what what got the lunatics riled up and started, right? Because right. you got to connect that to Trump. And did the, was the, were they intending to rile up the lunatics? And this, they, all these people were basically saying that yes, the mob got crazier once Trump, Trump promoted it, and got crazier as he tweeted throughout the day. Um, like the Washington Post headline on this was Trump tweet promoting January sixth protest turned online planning quote open, openly homicidal. Panel says so they're making the case that the White House plan, the Trump campaign plan, was to make shit as nuts as possible. Right. Um, and so that denying they had anything to do with the riot is utter bullshit. And here's some uh, phone records, uh, phone records to back that up. The next day on January 5th, the day before the attack on the Capitol, tens of thousands of people converged on Washington. While certain close associates Trump privately expressed concerns about what would occur on January 6th, other members of the president's inner circle spoke with great anticipation about the events to come. The committee has learned from the White House phone logs that the president spoke to Steve Bannon, his close advisor, at least twice on January 5th. The first conversation they had lasted for 11 minutes. Listen to what Mr. Bannon said that day after the first call he had with the president. All hell is going to break loose tomorrow. It's all converging and now we're on, as they say, the point of attack, right? The point of attack tomorrow. I'll tell you this. It's not going to happen like you think it's going to happen, okay? It's going to be quite extraordinarily different. And all I can say is strap in. All right, yeah. And next week is, uh, along those notes, uh, here's a text from Ali Alexander, if you want to throw that up, Matt, um, this, this image. Uh, for context, Ali Alexander is one of the main organizers of the Stop the Steel rally. He's also a conspiracy mm -hmm. theorist. Um, here's his text message. Tomorrow, ellipse in U.S. Capitol. Trump is supposed to order us to Capitol at the end of his speech, but we'll see. Now, this is like minutia, but important. The, right. They, Trump, they, they've always made the case that when Trump urged everyone to go to the Capitol at the end of the speech, it was spontaneous, right? Mm -hmm. But it was not spontaneous, and they had that pretty much in black letter communications. Because here's, a, here's a, a, a text from a White House employee, 
right? If you pull this up now, this is from Kylie Kramer to Mike Lindell. Uh, this stays only between us. We're having a second stage of the Supreme Court again after the ellipse. POTUS is going to have us march there slash the Capitol. So we're going to the Supreme Court to the Capitol. It cannot get out about the second stage because people will try to get uh, try to set up another and sabotage it. It can also not get out about the march because I will be in trouble with the National Park Service. Uh, <laughs> so POTUS is just going to call for it, quote, unexpectedly, end quote. So... Couple things about that. So they planned that they planned to spontaneously call for it, and also she's more afraid of the fucking park service than the FBI. I know that uh, what it's so why you're like actively plotting a, a violent coup, basically, and to be in the middle of that and be like, "But listen, we cannot let the park service find out." All right, like, <laughs> like because they're going to be really mad, and I'll get in so much trouble with the park service if they find out about our insurrection that we're plotting for tomorrow. But yeah, that Ali, Ali, Ali Alexander guy, yeah, he founded Stop the Steal and well, that, all that was actively involved. The, him texting somebody, he's supposed to tell us to do it, but we'll see. It's like, I mean, he wouldn't, I know this dude makes shit up for a living, but like mm-hmm. he got that from somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like someone told him this was supposed to happen, obviously. Um, and if you made it up, whoever the White House lady in charge of getting Park Service permits made it up to at the exact same time, uh, you know, even though they don't know each other. So, so the, a lot of crazy stuff from today, but probably the craziest thing I heard that like the big QAnon meeting in the White House um, in December uh, in January 5th um, with, you know, uh, Sidney Powell and uh, all the Flynn, right? Mike Flynn, uh, the guy from Overstock, Dave, David Patrick Byrne from Overstock.com. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about them a little bit more later. But they were there for White House for a six-hour meeting. Trey, in your life, have you ever sat through a six-hour meeting? Dude, no, kill me. I've been in some long meetings. And I've, <laughs> like, I've sat through like training classes in my old day job, you know, that were like uh-huh. that long, and nothing is worse than that. Let, al- but, uh, let alone being in one where you're being constantly bombarded with – fucking treasonous lunacy by a cadre of maniacs uh you know yeah. and having, like if you're on team normal as they're called or whatever having yeah. to sit there for six hours and listen to team crazy talk shit so i correct myself for a second i said that meeting was on january 5th it was on december 19th so it was on december 19th um his december toast december 19th tweet which i'm assuming was in advance of january 6th followed an oval office meeting where insults personal attacks and even challenges to fist fights were exchanged among participants as a group of outside advisors in Trump, that's Powell and them, tried to persuade him to issue an executive order to seize voting machines and name Sidney Powell as a special counsel to investigate fraud in the election. Uh, and Cassie Hutchinson, who, te- who, te- who was the one mm-hmm. who testified a couple weeks ago that made everybody mad about Trump trying to grab the steering wheel and the beast, um, she described the meeting through the White House aide in a text message as, the West Wing is unhinged, unhinged is in all caps, which is really the only way you should write unhinged. Um, so, You're right. More about Patrick Byrne for a second. So Patrick Byrne founded Overstock.com, uh, which is when my broke ass got engaged to my first fiance, where I got her three hundred dollar engagement ring on. So shout out to him. Uh, well, <laughs> he also, uh, he, if you've seen him in the news before, he also fucked that Russian spy who took down the NRA, uh, Maria right. Martino, and he got pushed out of uh, uh, as CEO of Overstock because not for funneling cash to Maria Butina, which is would have had enough. But when he got caught, instead of being like, "Ah, my bad, I should have spent company money on a on a, on a Russian Russian honeypot," he said uh, he blamed the affair on the deep state. 
He said he claimed using company letterhead that, quote, men in black, end quote, figures in the federal government had urged him to romance Putina. So I'm sorry, but the, the, uh, you know, Jason Bourne came and told me to fuck her. So I had to. That was his defense. Um, right. That's right up there with now. She she made me show her my dick. That's what happened. It's like, yeah. No, the, the FBI made me. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. The FBI made me woo this Russian asset. It wasn't my choice. Yeah, so this woman, uh, you know, slept with a lot of like right wing fundraiser dudes around Washington. At least three or four that I can remember from the news reports. Which is, you know, I'm not judging for that. I'm more judging for being the Russian spy part of it. Um, so, so I wonder what Bettina's been up to. And Matt filled me in. Um, she ran for uh, office in Russia, and <laughs> I think it was just like a local, like state level, equivalent of a state level office, like a state senator kind of thing. Um, but she has a shitty reputation, you know, because the Russians still have the internet, kind of. Uh, and so, but Byrne was funneling cash to her campaign. He's still paying and sending her money, even as she runs for office in Russia. And she lost, the, the, uh, Putin's government tried to declare her the winner, but it turns out she'd lost so badly they couldn't rig it for her. And one of the reasons I didn't, she I lost, didn't even know that could happen over there, dude. Yeah. So, but one of the reasons she lost is because the constituents were upset about foreign money being funneled into their elections. Imagine that. But, <laughs> Another detail on this. Uh, so, according to a 20, 2016 email published in the Senate Intelligence Committee report, Bertina's other level, Paul Erickson, wrote that Byrne offered Bertina one million dollars to let him father her child. He did the he, did, he pulled the fifty cent tray. Have a baby by B, baby, be a millionaire. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. And the point uh, of all this is that this guy is one of the small select group of individuals who's in the West Wing in the run up uh -huh. to January 6th, openly advocating that the president fucking seize ballot machines and, you know, undermine democracy and basically steal the election. This dude who did all that shit. The that campaign, you just uh, he's funny the campaign of uh, Vladimir Putin's teacher's pet who took down the NRA. And right. let's not forget that the Paul Erickson thought was in love with Butina and found out she didn't like him when caught, when she tried to flee and got arrested and cops showed him the interview with her where she was saying she was leaving the country because having sex with him was gross. That's how he, <laughs> that she broke his heart. Got roasted. Yeah. Phew. All right. So back to the, uh, back to the hearings where we had a really truly unexpected for me appearance of nest thermostats. Let's talk about nest thermostats, Matt, if you have this video. Matt got that Norwegian internet lag. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe oh. doesn't have it. Did we lose Matt? Nah, I thought, yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. I was asking, like, you claim the Democrats were working with Hugo Chavez, Venezuelans, and whoever else. And at one point, uh, General Lynn took out a diagram that supposedly showed I. P addresses all over the world, and I speak, it was who was communicating with whom via the machines and some comment about like Nest thermostats being hooked up to the internet. So it's been reported that during this meeting, Ms. Powell talked about Dominion voting machines and made various election fraud claims that involve foreign countries such as Venezuela, Iran, and China. Is that accurate? Was it the fifth? He said, "Yeah, my fifth, the fifth. The fifth. Yeah." So you can stop it, Matt. Uh, yeah, so this stuff is nuts. Like, I don't know if you've ever, you, do you have a Nest thermostat, Trey? No. 
All right, so we got one in our apartment. It's based like a smart thermostat. You're supposed to put on your Wi-Fi. That's supposed to anticipate what temperature you'd like it to be, which is stupid because I'm four feet from the thermostat and I can set it to what it want to be. But the thermostat's smarter than I am. So when I set it to 73, the thermostat goes, no, 77. And I'm constantly arguing with my thermostat, Dude, which is no. I'm glad I'm glad Mike Flynn has let me know that it's not the stupid computer making me sweat my balls off. It's the dead government of Hugo Chavez. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, um, dude. No, thank you. The fucking the dad in me is outraged at how that sounds like it works. You know, fucking I can't have, <laughs> can't have nobody else fucking with the thermostat, let alone a goddamn robot or the ghost yeah. in the thermostat machine trying to tell me what temperature it needs to be. No, I can't have that. That goes yeah. against the dad's too rules. Stupid to figure out how to fucking turn it off too. It's really frustrating. Uh so Rudy Giuliani made a brief appearance too. Uh he was at that meeting where he was yelling at the guys like that get that Urshman guy we were just hearing from about how that they didn't understand that laws were made up and they could just do whatever they want. And here's how Rudy expressed that idea. Um, if you want, uh, you want to play this, is it just, uh, it's a video. I think that, right? Yeah. Put screen grab. It's a video. Yeah, here we go. Or maybe Matt screen grabbed it. I'll just tell you anyway, yeah. I, that's my bad. And I, and I run down, I label things either screen grab or a uh, video and, uh, match screen grab what I wanted to play a video because that's my fuck up. Anyway, so what Rudy did was he said um, <laughs> he said they weren't going hard enough. And actually, I think I used the word pussies. I said, you guys are being pussies. And if you can imagine Rudy Giuliani screaming pussy with his dentures flying out of his mouth at someone who this and also him calling alleging people are soft. This is the guy who just last week tried to say he could have died from getting a light slap on the back. Right. Um, yeah. Rudy Giuliani, like trying to physically intimidate anybody is uh something to something to think about pretty wild but yeah, yeah and then hirschman the guy we just saw being interviewed a minute ago it was him he was yelling at and hirschman said he then told he, he said Rudy kept getting up screaming shit so he finally told him either come over here or sit your fucking ass down and of mm -hmm. course naturally rudy uh sat his fucking ass down <laughs> Yeah, and so uh, Bernie Carrick, who uh, if you, you guys live in the New York area, you might remember Bernie Carrick as a former New York, uh, a disgraced former New York uh, City Police Department commissioner, who was kind of Giuliani's right hand man during his reign over there. He got he ended up going to prison because he got appointed to some position in Iraq and stole a bunch of money and took some payoffs. He's also uh, mob connected. We'll get that. That's not all. That's not what we're going into. But he was working with Giuliani on investigating the election, and his, they got an email that Bernie Carrick sent to Meadows. We can do all the investigations we want later. But if the president plans on winning, it's the legislators that have to be moved, and this and this will do just that. So we'll find we'll do the coup first, and then we'll find the facts to support the coup afterward. Is what he's saying there. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like if you're like if you're on team coup, you know, like it's. Uh, I'm not surprised by that stance. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if you're advocating for this in the first place, I kind of feel like that's sort of the default position. It's like, look, we'll just steal the country now and then mm -hmm. we'll you know we'll back end all the rest of it we'll work out the details later it's kind of how this yeah. thing has to work on account of there weren't any details to support doing it in the first place so like what choice did they have uh during during the uh pre-tape footage in the hearing uh, uh pat cipollone who was a white house lawyer said that pence should get the presidential medal of freedom for his courage which made me laugh pretty hard but i do think it would be funny for biden to give pence the medal of freedom because that would definitely get him murdered <laughs> be the last yeah. he had the <laughs> joe biden and donald trump conspiring to get pence murdered by giving the presidential medal of freedom um the thing is really funny to me is like 
if you guys watch this show regularly or um, read a lot, a lot of this stuff, so much of this stuff is already public. It might just be for right. or whatever. But it's a lot of it's been documented to the point that like Patrick Byrne being there and advocating the coup has already been out there for a while, which you'd know if you read Patrick Byrne's blog. And this is from Will Summers' report for the Daily Beast. Yeah, it's always funny to me when ex-Overstock founder Patrick Byrne shows up in his Trump, uh, in this Trump election overthrow meeting. He blew the lid on this thing soon after January 6th by writing a huge blog revealing the meeting and bragging about eating a ton of pigs in the blanket from the White House chef. Uh, <laughs> so much fun. It's so funny for a million to be bragging about eating pigs in the blanket, but also that Trump had the White House chef make pigs in the blanket. This is the guy with like a Michelin star, I bet. Uh, yeah, but dude, Trump also like one of, when Alabama or one of them won the national championship and got the White House visit, he served them like cold McDonald's and stuff. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. It also just reminded me in that clip of Rudy Giuliani that we accidentally screen grabbed instead of playing the clip. It ended with him talking about how everybody split up at the end of being pissed off, and he was like, "Yeah, they went here, they went there, and I got the cabinet offices all by myself." So that was pretty <laughs> cool. And that's like exactly yeah. how he says it too. It's just like yeah, I don't know. He's just he's just a dumbass. The minds of children, man. I know. Uh, anyway, my point with all this being a lot of this being public already is like I. It's good that the January sixth committee has turned this all into a compelling TV show to grab America's attention to put it all in narrative form and tell a linear story in ways that are digestible for in thick clips for us to show and for the TV news to break down and stuff. But I do wish that Americans would just pay attention to stuff. Mm-hmm. Care, but then I guess it put me out of a job. Um, yeah. I mean, not not talking about you guys. I mean, in the news shows and stuff I work on. Um, so at the end of the hearing, Liz Cheney dropped what could be a pretty big bomb. So apparently, an upcoming witness they have, Trump just tried to tamper with them. <laughs> like Trump tried to call them, and uh, they uh, and they instead of talking to Trump, answering the phone, they just told the lawyer who told the Justice Department, and they they, they preferred the former president of the United States to the Justice Department for trying to, you know, just get someone on the phone to, I don't know, maybe not witness tamper, maybe just trying to sexually harass them or say a bunch of racist jokes. You never know with that guy. Um, no, but, but like was- that, what, what are they going to like? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it's just throw it on the pile, add it to the list type of thing. You know, for yeah. me, it's like, oh, it's yet another thing he did that now the DOJ knows about. And it's like, all right. You so just need th- one thing. What? I know, right? That's what you think. One thing thing would work. It's like, why don't any of these things work for y'all, DOJ? But yeah, this feels like another one of those things to me. But anyway, to to go to that, to go to the hack comparison, they got you know what's gonna call it Al Capone on tax evasion because tax evasion is easier to prove than conspiracy to commit murder. Mm -hmm. If you got a phone record and a voicemail witness tampering, go with it. I don't think we don't have to keep going with like just. Put him in jail for three months. I don't care. That's enough. That's enough to satisfy me. Um, just to end on one of the most absurd moments of today is after the hearing ended. <laughs> yeah. CNN, for some reason, employs John Bolton, Trump's psychotic former national security advisor, who has been a psycho for years. He was George W. Bush's ambassador to the United Nations, even though his basic belief, his most basic belief, is the United Nations is stupid and should not exist. All right. He's, he's claimed that his biggest proudest accomplishment was keeping america out of the international criminal court and once you read see this footage you'll be glad you'll know why he's glad that we're out of the international criminal court because he is absolutely a fucking war criminal hit play man not an attack on our democracy it's donald trump looking out for donald trump 
It's a once-in-a-lifetime occurrence. I don't know that I agree with you, to be, to be uh, fair, with all due respect. Uh, one doesn't have to be brilliant to attempt a coup. Uh, I disagree with that. As somebody who has helped plan coup d'etat, yeah. not here. <laughs> oh, my God! Other places. Uh, oh, my God! All right, that's, that's, that's good, Matt. We don't have to hear the rest of it. But, yeah, it, that's, dude, that's so wild. It's like, well, actually, you do have to be brilliant to do a coup. And the reason I know is because... I do coups, and I'm pretty brilliant. So I take, I resemble that remark, sir. I'll have I you need know. to remind everyone that the official position of the U.S. government is that they don't is, do coups. Right. That whenever we interfere in a foreign country, it's to uh, elevate the rightly elected due ruler of that country. Right. right? And he's just on he's, CNN, like, hey, you know all those coups we do? We did, yeah, right. Well, that was me, dude. I did that. And it would fucking work great. So, like, don't start talking to me about how you don't have to be smart to do a coup. Okay? Pretty smart guy. I, I, I take any opportunity to remind people this is the same dude that Trump tweeted out of nowhere once, something to the effect of, I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, you know, I've known a lot of stupid, boring, worthless pieces of shit in my time. But out of all of them, I've never known a dumber, shittier, more awful and worthless piece of human trash than John Bolton. <laughs> I wish tweets were only 240 characters because I could have got a like, stupid, yeah. worthless piece of shit, idiotic, uh, lying. <laughs> he ba- he, like, said, he said something was basically like, yeah, I'd look over in meetings. I'd just see him sitting there with his dumb fucking face, just not doing shit. Made me sick. <laughs> it's like, it, was just, it was so funny to me. But anyway, that's that's this yeah. guy. So apparently they both disagree on who is and is not stupid. All right. Listen, thank you all for being with us. We appreciate it. I want to say, of course, remind you, go to TreyCrowder.com, get some tickets and come see me. Please do it. I'd love to see you there. Also, you can go to Patreon.com, look me up, sign up for the SKUs tier, get some bonus episodes and support the show. We would appreciate it. Um, and yeah, so also, oh, like, subscribe, share, all that stuff. God damn, about <laughs> missed it. Just got in under the wire. Wouldn't have missed it if we'd been able to do comments, but we're having too much fun tonight. We talk for too long. We do that sometimes. Thank you all for putting up with us. We verily do appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back next week with more SKUs. See you. Love you. Bye.